This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. I should have listened to Judd. I should have just listened to Judd's all again. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Driven to deep right center field. That ball is back and gone. Sonoma. Yeah. The call there from Dick Bramer on Fox Sports North. This is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. And that all-new handy-dandy nifty Score North mobile app. If you don't have that, go get it. It's free. And it's available in the Apple and Google Play Store. And uh, you can listen live. The more you listen live, the more points you rack up to win rewards from us. And it's your one-stop shop for all uh, scorenorth.com written content, including some new columns with OTAs kicking off today. From our very own Matthew Collar, Danny Cunningham has the Wolves covered like a blanket through the NBA draft. So uh, go check out all our podcasts and all our written content on the Score North mobile app. You have yes. more reckless speculation for us, Mackie? I mean, you be the judge. Reckless speculation. This is from MLB.com, and it's an article called Five Not-So-Crazy Summer Trade Ideas. Okay. Reckless speculation. From Anthony Castrovince. I believe he used to cover the Mets, and now he's doing all of Major League Baseball. I know the name. And he's diving into... Reckless speculation. So he has the Cardinals trading for Madison Bumgarner in this article. He has, let's see, he's got... uh, Madison Bumgarner would be a good fit for the Cardinals, though, because he's very much unwritten rules guy. uh, He's don't pimp a home run on me or I'll throw a baseball at your face. You know, I don't like that about him. Neither do I. Yeah, he's definitely one of the more old school pitchers. Max Scherzer can be that way, too. There's some gatekeeper old guard pitchers that aren't even that old. They're like 30. I love watching him pitch, but that part of his game bothers me. But he would be a perfect fit in St. Louis. He's got Noah Syndergaard to the Padres here, which is something that we can circle back on. But the trade idea he has for the Minnesota Twins is Marcus Stroman from the Toronto Blue Jays. All right, so Marcus Stroman. I'm intrigued. He's 28 years old. He leads the major leagues in losses this year. He's one in six if you just look at the back of the baseball card. Yeah, I don't care about that. Let's get to the numbers that mean something. The numbers that mean something. 
His ERA is 2.95. He's made 10 starts this year. Mm-hmm. Again, he's 28 years old, a year and a half of team control left. So he doesn't become a free Ooh. agent until 2021. Mm. He has 51 strikeouts and only 19 walks in 58 innings. Only th- he has the lowest home run rate of any strikeout of any uh, starting pitcher in the major leagues. Three home runs in 58 innings. Yeah, I'll take that. His expected ERA, his, his, his FIP, as they say, in the sabermetric world, his fielding independent pitching number is 2.98. It's 3.57 for his career. And um, if it wasn't for just a terrible season last year, I think he had some injury issues. He had a five and a half ERA coming off back-to-back years in which he had a 204-inning stint and a 201-inning stint and was uh, mostly awesome for the Blue Jays. It's that it's that 2018 campaign where you're like, ooh, what's that five and a half that's sitting <laughs> on your resume? Um, but that could also help drive his value down too. Like you might have, you might not have to give up as much because he had that hiccup year, and you can be like, well. Mm, right. We'll give you a prospect, but we're not quite sure what we're buying here because he was terrible last year. I really like this idea. I like it a lot, but what are you giving up for him? Well, I don't think you'd have to give up one of your top, top prospects. And I think I think Royce Lewis is off limits, Alex Kirloff is off limits, and Gratterall is off limits. Gratterall is completely off limits for you. 100% off limits. And I know that I might be hindering, like if you're, let's bring Noah Syndergaard into this because Noah Syndergaard's a guy who has, I, is it a year and a half or is it two and a half years of team he control? He scares me, man. He really scares me. Well, all pitchers, all pitchers should scare you because their arm could fall off at any moment. Him you Darvish. More, him more than most because he has an injury history to start with. And that, that motion of his is just so violent. It, see, it seems to lend itself to injury. I'm really scared off by Noah Syndergaard. Like, I'm intrigued. Yeah. Because when he's right, man, there ain't too many better in the game. See, I had someone, uh, one of our old interns, Duncan uh, Goldberg, I believe. I believe Duncan's last name is Goldberg. Intern Duncan Mm -hmm. hit me up on Twitter the other day. And he said, would you give up this for Noah Syndergaard? Since we're, you know, since we're down the path. Sure. Reckless speculation. Alex Kirloff. And I believe it was Steven Gonsalves, Nick Gordon. So like two or three other guys that are between 10 and 20 on the Twins prospect list for Noah Syndergaard. How many? How many of those guys? At least two of them. So you'd give up maybe the number one prospect in your organization, if not the number two in Kirloff. And then a couple guys between 10 and 20 for Noah Syndergaard. And I said, honestly... I'm not giving up Alex Kirloff. And I know this is the same mistake that the Twins made in 2010 when they said, hey, we're not giving up Aaron Hicks. But I think the current state of their farm system with Royce Lewis and Alex Kirloff and uh, Bruzdar Gratterall, I think it's better now than it was in 2010. And I think you can get a Marcus Stroman or somebody, a, a Madison Bumgarner, for less than one of your three best prospects. That's, that's where I think they're at right now. I think for Stroman, you probably have to give up one of those guys. Despite the season that he had last year, I think most people around baseball look at him as one of the top arms that's going to be available Man. on the market this year. And the year and a half of, of team control with the contract is another huge plus. I mean, he had a bad year, but you look at at his resume over the course of his major league career and what he's doing this year, record aside, because wins and losses don't matter. Those numbers are impressive that you read from Marcus Stroman. Yeah. 
I think that's a guy who you're probably going to have to give up a top prospect for. Is that where you get on the phone? I always wonder about like these arbitration hearings where I want to know, is the judge who's going to be hearing the case, is he a Fangraphs guy or a baseball card guy? <laughs> you know? Like, I'm on the phone with the Blue Jays, and I'm like, well, I mean, I guess we'll take Stroman. He's, he's one in six. You guys got six losses already. It's only been a month and a half. I guess we'll give you a, you know, a used can of whatever. We'll give you some baked beans for him. Right. Um, here's a wild card that you and I were talking about earlier off microphone. I want to bring this to the show. So Gratterall is 20 years old. He's going to be, he'll, he'll be 21 later on the season in August. So it's possible he'll be 21 if we get to this point. He's in double A right now, double A Pensacola. He's 5-0 and with a 1.89 ERA in nine starts. Jonathan, can you check? I think that's good. I think. Those are is good a one point eight nine ERA good? Okay, yeah. It it's also validates good, yeah. his Jonathan awesome numbers at, at A ball the year before. Uh, a strikeout per inning, nasty stuff. Never gives up home runs. Don't you think it's possible that guy could come up? He's only throwing forty seven. Like they could manage his innings. That dude could come up and throw two innings at a time, three innings at a time, as your fifth reliever out of the pen in September and October. Like that's what they 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 could massage this season. This is what they didn't do with Jose Barrios a few years ago, and they had they wound up not making the playoffs. But they should be looking ahead right now and saying, "All right, this dude's for real. It's Double A, and he's untouchable. Let's massage his innings and have him available in September and October. Not as the he's not going to be the closer or the like. You've got Taylor Rogers and Trevor May and these guys." But I'm much more likely to consider that than consider putting that guy in a trade for a Noah Syndergaard. That's kind of where I'm at with I love that the idea. prospects. I love that idea as like that secret weapon, the guy who and a guy who you can yeah. use for two or three innings in a in a crucial game and a crucial spot in the game. I really, really like that idea. And I was telling you, baseball porn right now. When we had this conversation off the air earlier, I said that that's that's what the Brewers did with Josh Hader, who was one of the top starters if not the top starter in their system. They got him in a trade from the Astros for Carlos Gomez. And really, really highly rated prospect in their system Mm -hmm. and was a starter coming up through the system. And then they started playing with him in the bullpen a little bit, and everybody thought it was just for him to come up and help the major league club that was in in a tight race. And then it ended up, he ended up looking really good there and like really dominant and like a really really good weapon for a baseball team to have in the middle or later innings of a game when you needed crucial outs. And I love that idea. I mean, that's a game changer. If you have, if you have an electric arm that you can bring out of the bullpen for an inning, but if you need it for two or three innings, man, that is a complete and total game changer for a baseball team. If he can live up now, he's not going to put up those numbers at the major league level. But if he can live up to that potential, how do you know? At the major league level, you don't even need to go out and add any arms to this staff. Right. Cut those damn brakes. Cut the brakes, people. I mean, here's the other factor, too. You, It's easier to, to scout and build a database of information on minor leaguers now than it was. 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago when you were sending scouts with the eye test and then sending a carrier pigeon with the information, right? (laughs) But if you have a guy coming up that major league hitters haven't seen before and he's throwing electric stuff, I mean, you can, I think pitchers can be ahead of hitters if they're good enough and they're up in September 
it can kind of go one of two ways, right? You're you're just like not ready, and you're throwing the you're throwing pitches over the middle of the plate, and you're getting crushed. Or you're dialed in, and they've never seen you before, and you're ahead of them before the the, the advanced scouting can catch up. So I'm I'm very much intrigued by that. There's a couple other things too in play that we're not considering as much just because of the start of the season. So Fernando Romero was their best pitching prospect for the last two or three years, and he's been roughed up at both AAA and with the Twins this year and in spring training. So like we're, we've kind of written him off for now. I uh, came up; he was terrible. He's been bad in the, in the in the minor leagues with Rochester, but there's a good chance that guy could figure it out sometime this summer and be up in the second half. And all of a sudden, boom! That's a weapon out of the bullpen that can go two innings at a time. Right? There's I, all I'm saying is a lot of roads that lead saying. to glory here. I mean, we're basically saying they're going to win the World Series, is what we're saying. It's it's going to happen. Cut the brakes. Cut the damn brakes. Is what we're saying here. Uh, did you guys know we have a five day a week twin show? What? Yeah. Seriously? You're, you're on it, dude. I'm on it? Yeah, you, you're on it. I host it? I mean, I'm one of the hosts of that show? It's crazy, yeah. Wow. Yeah, you must have blacked out there for a second. Wow. The I score it's twin show. the first place twin show. Oh, the, the, the first place twin show. I'm yeah. sorry, yeah. We, we changed the name of it, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can find that, the, the mobile app, the Scornoth mobile app is a great spot, but anywhere you find podcasts, just search Apple Search Spotify, the Score North Twin Show. You get guys like Rami. I'm on it. Glenn Perkins is on it. One day a week. Patrick, Patrick Royce, Tom Kelly. It's the best twin show in town. It's a really good show. It's five days a week. And you're Did you mention Derek Wetmore? Derek Wetmore. Yep. Yes. He's there. And his uh, little pocket protector phone case. <laughs> Talking twins. <laughs> Mackie really and Jeff with Rami. We, we, we refer to that often, probably more often than we should. But he really does wear like a, a phone clip on he his does, belt. Yeah. He's that dude. He's not budging either, man. I love him for it. Bring but it back. He is definitely that dude. I told him it would look way cooler if it was like in the front, like a belt buckle. Oh, yeah. And it was your phone. Yeah. You could just unhook it. That's what he like should do. Like a chrome do. case on the outside. For sure. Yep. That's Maybe a spinner. He, that's the look he should go for. What if it was a spinner and it was just that like a healthy phone? That would be awesome. Yeah. Derek, please. Please do that. I know you're listening. Please do it. Hands off Draymond. Up top, Looney. Curry trying to relocate. Gets free. Doubled immediately on the catch. Over to Draymond for three. It's up and good! Draymond Green! Curry near wing. Screened by Looney. Curry doubled. Dribbles around it to the rim. He scores. Got a left-handed layup on the right side of the basket. And Curry makes it a 104 all game with 434 to go. The Warriors ain't got no chance of winning without Kevin Durant. This series? This series or any other wow. series. Wow. Kevin Durant made them unbeatable. They are not going to be. Difference between unbeatable and can't win a series. Well, they, they're not going to beat the Rockets. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Okay. They're not going to beat the Rockets without KD. And they're not going to beat Portland or Denver without we, KD. We, we, we I'm saying, that's how important he is. Uh, he made them a dynasty. Let's don't sleep on that. People say, well, they won one. They did. They was terrific. And they won 7-2. They lost that series. But that was like five years ago. People act like that was two years ago. That was Charles Barkley on TNT before the series saying, you're not beating the Blazers. That, bla- that was during the Rockets series. And then you ain't beating the Blazers without Not Kevin without Durant. KD. Well, they beat them four times in four games. Can we stop that? Can we stop doing this yeah. with the Warriors? Are we done yet? It's one of the most overplayed storylines and debates in the sports world. And there are a lot of them. And look, I understand. I understand we all have time to fill in the sports media game. And we have to generate conversation. We need to make engaging, entertaining, informative content for you, the consumer. We here 
or competition, if that's a thing. Uh, ESPN and all the debate shows, first take. We all need to create content, and we need compelling content. But I feel like sometimes we go to the same well over and over again way too many times, and knowing damn well that there's nothing to what we're saying in the media. Weren't you telling me that you were watching first take the other day? And was it the Warriors that they were talking about? Um, they were, uh, I think they were talking about, I can't remember which series it was, but the, but the, but they, they opened up the curtain to the fourth wall. <laughs> right. And I think they were, t- I think it was an East, one of the Eastern Conference series. It was the Kawhi Leonard stuff or something. Okay. And, uh, Max Kellerman was making a point about something and Steve and, and said, we can't like you're like we can't take what happened in one game and like and and make a grand judgment on Kawhi Leonard this and Stephen A. Smith goes we have two hours to fill every single day <laughs> we're we're talking about what happened in the game last night and I get it and I get it this is no disrespect to Stephen A. Smith I've actually really grown to be a fan of the dude I used to dislike him and I've grown to be a fan of him we all have this problem in the sports media game we have time to fill and sometimes there ain't enough stories to fill all that time so we keep going back to these wells and knowing that there is nothing to it stop doubting the Warriors it's one of the most overplayed storylines in the entire sports world and the sports media sports talk sports debate so, game so you're giving the Bucks. I'm, and I'm and I'm assuming Bucks do eventually close yes. out this series. You're yes. giving the Bucks zero chance against the Golden State Warriors. It's a close to zero chance. Okay, it's pretty much a close to zero chance to beat the Golden State. And I don't want to. I don't. I don't feel good saying that. I took a real serious liking to the Milwaukee Bucks, and especially Giannis in my time in Milwaukee and covering that team. I want to see good things for the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't want to say that, but the reality is, this Warriors team ain't losing, man. They. The Bucks might have a chance without KD, but even without KD, the Warriors ain't losing a series. It's not going to happen. We for I don't know if we forget or again if we just do this to generate conversation. How good a basketball team this is. This this or the Patriots is the greatest dynasty of our time. Period. End of story. And that's another one we need to stop. Okay. Remember, remember I, when the Patriots were one and three? This past season, and we do this every season because Bill Belichick treats the first six weeks of the NFL like it's the preseason, and he's just working on stuff and trying to figure out who's who and who can help him win football games. We need to stop with these stories. The, the are the, are the, is the Patriots run done? No. No. Is Bill, are Belichick and Brady still there? The answer to that question is no. Are the Warriors vulnerable? No. No, they're not. <laughs> no, stop asking I, that question. I legit thought, because they're not. I legit thought that series against the Blazers without Durant, without Durant, was going six or seven. I thought, man, like the Blazers grinded those two games in inside Oracle for games one and two. Like they're going to win a couple games back in Portland, and nope, they nope. I thought <laughs> nope. five. I thought five max. Man, so what? Okay, so what are the other things on your list of most played out storylines? In sports fandom and sports talk. Okay, there's there's two of them. Let's stop doubting the Warriors and okay. let's stop doubting the Patriots until further notice. Until somebody knocks them off the pedestal, they're not vulnerable. The the Patriots run isn't done as long as Brady and Belichick are there. Until the foreseeable future, those are way way overplayed. And I'm not just talking about specific stuff like that. Like you can point to a team or a player. To me, NBA conspiracy theories, all of them. 
surrounding the lottery, surrounding referees. For whatever reason, the NBA, more than any other major sport, lends itself to people having conspiracy theories. I don't really understand why. I don't know if that's just NBA fandom and that's how their brain works. I spent 13 years in Milwaukee trying to tell Bucks fans that there was no fix in in the 2001 Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. It was just bad officiating. Sometimes sometimes referees are just bad. Right. Well, there was I, there was a moment in one of the I think it was game 3 Raptors and Bucks where you got two markets that have ordinarily thought that they're just getting like the league is out to get Toronto. They just want LeBron to get to the next round, right? They just want LeBron and and the Bucks have probably felt that same way over the years where well they just don't want the small market team. And there was a moment in that game three where you had Toronto fans chanting, refs, you suck, refs, you suck, as if, like, every time Giannis did, they they thought the refs were trying to put Giannis over. Like, no, the the refs aren't favoring Milwaukee over Toronto or vice versa. If they suck, it's just because they made bad calls. So I'm with you on that one. Right. It's just bad referees. Correct. That's all. And look at this year's lottery. This was one of the most potentially impactful draft lotteries in the history of the league. You've got the next superstar for the next 15 years in Zion Williamson and another guy, number two overall in, in John Morant, right? Who could all could be the next Russell Westbrook and the NBA is sending those players to Memphis and new Orleans. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so probably not rigged. Probably not. Probably should have rigged it. Quite frankly, I think it would have been more interesting if they had rigged it for New York. And if or LA. we were going through the plus minus numbers in terms of teams that have moved up and down in the NBA draft lottery over the years, and those numbers overwhelmingly say that the NBA has not been fixing lotteries because much smaller markets have had the better fortune and have moved up far more often than the New York's, L.A.'s, Boston's, Chicago's of the world. Whoever it is you might think that the NBA is trying to fix the league for, the lower mar- the smaller market teams more times than not move up more often than any of those teams. See, you know, and you're talking to a WWE fan here. Like right. I'm I'm a big professional wrestling fan. I think sports would be more fun if they were rigged. I think <laughs> Honestly, like I don't what? want I don't want Zion playing for the for the Pelicans. I don't want I don't want I don't want the Memphis Grizzlies to get a top player. See, like, I, I want I get that 30 years ago. Because if Zion isn't on the Knicks, you probably don't see him. If he's not on the Lakers or the Celtics, you you probably don't see him. But dude, in 2019, like LeBron was the most famous athlete in the world playing in Cleveland of all places. You know what I mean? If if the product is is worth watching, it'll find its way to me. If Zion Williamson and Anthony Davis, if Anthony Davis elects to stay there and 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 drop his trade request. If they live up to the hype and what those two guys could be, I'm going to get my fair share. I'm going to get my fix of AD and Zion. I, I don't. I, they don't have to be in New York for me to get that. I really don't care where these guys end up playing. I will find you. <laughs> okay, okay, Liam. <laughs> All right, Liam Neeson. If you're, I, will, I will find you. I, have a, I will watch you. I have a special set of skills <laughs> when it comes to watching TV. And if, if you're worth watching, I will find you. I will find you, and I will make a frozen pizza and watch you. <laughs> That's right. I will order Bites Bite Squad. I will deliver it to my door while inside the NBA on TNT is playing Bite in the Squad. background. Is it good? It's, it's fair. I mean, I've never used any of these, like, uh, DoorDash. what do you call it, freelance delivery services? Oh, you got to get in on this. Do I? Oh, my God. I mean, it's a complete waste of money because, like... <laughs> You could cook for yourself, which is way cheaper. Right. You could just like go to the restaurant, which saves you the seven dollar delivery fee and the tip or whatever. Yeah. But if you're feeling extra lazy, like I am, at least once a week, 
you bite squad it to your door. Yeah, for sure. Very exciting. Yeah. I actually had side tangent. I actually had a bite squad driver one time ask, like he had his hand in his pocket and he goes, do you have any dogs? And I was like, no. He goes, oh, that's too bad because I bring dog treats to everyone I deliver food to. I was like, that's awfully nice of you. Just give me the food. (laughs) And uh, I can't trust that there's not anthrax inside this treat, even if I had a dog. Right. So let's not. Yeah. Let's just not. Let's drop that part of the <laughs> transaction. Just just give me the food. Keep buddy. your treats to yourself, yeah. dude. Yeah. Okay. Back food. to my list of the most overplayed storylines <laughs> in sports. So, so far, we got, what do we got? We got, uh, uh don't doubt the don't Warriors, doubt the war- don't, don't doubt, doubt the, the Patriots, Patriots, and don't doubt NBA referees. Exactly. And just NBA conspiracy theories in general. They're all stupid, and none of them are true. Yeah. Stop it. Uh, the second most I'm working my way up to number one. Second most overplayed storyline in in the world of sports is cancer in the clubhouse or cancer in the locker room. Like I feel like we buy into that far more often than it is can actually I, a thing. Can I amend that? Because I disagree sure. with that. I think I think cancer in the clubhouse, cancer in the locker room is a real thing. But I think we it's over, a thing. I'm we, not saying it's not a thing. I'm saying we buy into it more often than it is a thing. We wait. just we'll often just take an organization's word for it. I'm talking about Antonio Brown right now. We often will just take the team and the organization's word for it that fill in the blank is a bad guy and was a bad influence on a locker room. When often it's, and Jimmy Butler is another one, where often it's just, there's overriding dysfunction that brings out the worst in this guy. So I would, uh, and okay, we could and we could debate that, but I would, I'm, I'm going to steer to a lane that I think we probably agree with, which is, and this is on my list, distractions. In an organization or distractions in a clubhouse sort or locker room. Along like, the same lines. Like we always think, oh my gosh, uh, so-and-so's contract is coming up at the end of the year and the team and the player don't know if he's going to continue playing for that team. That must be a distraction inside yeah. the locker room. Right. It rarely is. The only distraction is like reporters and well, it's mostly just reporters asking if it's a distraction, like it's a distraction because you're asking me if it's a distraction, right? Like it's not yeah. the thing in question is not an actual distraction. It's the self-fulfilling you prophecy. asking me if it's a distraction. Yeah. Is a distraction. Exactly. So like the whole distraction thing in general is almost always incorrect in sports. And, uh, the number one, the most overplayed, do we have a drum roll? The most overplayed storyline or we, angle or take in all of sports. We don't have a drum roll, but we have a Ric Flair. Woo. I'll take it. Okay. So-and-so fan base are the best fans in the world. Best fans in... Oh, man, this fan base. They are, they are just so just so much. But it's, I'm talking about the Cardinals. But this fan base... <laughs> just, I knew that you were trying to spin this into an anti-Cardinal. So brand. much better than any... But really, it's not just the Cardinals. Like, you go from market to market and town to town, and everybody... Not everybody, but way too many fan bases are touting themselves... As the greatest football, baseball, basketball, pick your sport fans in the world. In large part, there are some exceptions to this. And I really, I haven't heard Minnesota fans doing this. And I thank you for that. I love you for that. I never hear Vikings fans, best fans in the world, or Twins fans, best fans in the world. Like you have, it seems like you, you mean would, like from the from the Vikings fans themselves. You're right, saying, or the media, or the team itself. Like I, I haven't heard a lot of that since moving to Minnesota, and yeah. I thank you and I appreciate you for that, Minnesota sports fans. Yeah. Because to me, for the most part, and there are exceptions to this on either end of the spectrum, almost every fan base 
is the same if you break it down to percentages. Like there are more people in certain markets, but if you broke it down into different categories, like hardcore, fair weather, like if you came up with like five different categories of fans and broke it down by percentages, every fan base is the same, man. Every fan base is exactly the same. So I'm glad you brought this up because I actually think I, I Minnesota sports fans get the reputation, especially among Wisconsin sports fans and like other other nearby fan bases of being bandwagon fans. Well, it's just like look at Target Field. Three years in, and the Twins lose some games, and it's empty, right? It's only mm-hmm. there's only fifteen thousand people there, twenty thousand people. Look at look at the bar in Williams Arena. It's got to take a good team, and I say, yeah. That's because we have lives. We have lakes and things to do, right? <laughs> like, think about this. If you are, I don't know why, like, Cleveland Browns fans for all those years and, and Lions fans wearing it as a badge of honor, Jets fans, Fireman Ed went to every game for 25 years when the Jets were terrible, and that's a badge of honor. If you're still pumping money into the Lions or the Marlins or the Edmonton Oilers, you're an idiot. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not giving you points. Because you spent tens of thousands of dollars on your season tickets for a team that gives you nothing ever. Right. Nothing. In fact, if you want to be a true fan, hold hold the ownership's feet to the fire and stop going to the games. Like, yeah. Don't you think you want to call Minnesota sports fans bandwagon fans if that's, if that's what your stance is out there? You know, I'm, this is a total straw man argument because no one listening is like fighting me on this. But, <laughs> but You're like, winning people over right now. But don't you think... Target field attendance dropping year after year after year for seven or eight years probably had something to do with the poll ads becoming much more forward thinking in their hiring, right? If they were filling that stadium year after year with 30 or 40,000 people and losing games, would they have really fired Terry Ryan? Probably not. Ron Gardenhire, these longtime staples in the organization. I don't know if they would have pulled the trigger on that. So I'm kind of with you on this one. Best fans in the world. Like, if you're best fans in the world because through thick and thin, like, you know what? If it's thin, go to a, go get a beer and go to the lake. It's okay. Right. You don't have to show your support if the Detroit Lions have been terrible for 50 years, for God's sake. They don't have lakes in Detroit. Well, they have, like, ponds, don't they? I'm sure they got something. <laughs> something close. I was about to start you know, saying they, some really mean things you know, they don't about have, Detroit. They don't, they don't have a defense. I know that. <laughs> Let's talk about TCL TVs here before we wrap with Roycey for the first time in uh, in about a oh, week. Oh, Pat's back. He is. Nice. So I'm wandering around the building. Roycey on baseball tonight. Awesome. In about an hour from now. So TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. And the newest TCL Roku TV models are some of the hottest TVs on the market with the latest Roku operating system. So TCL is a perfect way to watch your favorites and enjoy endless entertainment with easy-to-access over 500,000 TV episodes and movies on 5,000-plus streaming channels now. This is the best way to watch all your favorite content, whether you stream it, pay for a cable or satellite subscription. So we've got these remotes. The only problem in here is, like, we've got so many TCL TVs and remotes, we just, like, get the remotes all confused. Like, these are first-world problems because we've got two 55-inch glorious TVs in here. That's beautiful. And we can toggle back and forth between our cable channels on... One part of the menu, just one easy click over, and boom, we're streaming WWE Network, and uh, and we're watching uh, pay-per-views. It's, it's it's wonderful. Sometimes when I'm at home uh, with my built-in Roku device, I'll even put like those uh, eight-hour cat videos on for our guy Tommy to watch birds all day. Awesome. Very easy. Beautiful. Yeah. And Tommy it, like that? If it wasn't for the built-in Roku device, Tommy wouldn't be able to watch birds all day. Tommy a fan of bird TV? Stares at it for hours. Awesome. 
until he, I, I hope he doesn't try to attack it and knock it off the wall at some point. That would be bad. Shout out to Tommy. But, yeah. Little Tommy. Fluffy little Tommy. <laughs> it's Mackie and Jub with Rami. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Thank you, Jonathan. Mackie and Jub with Rami. Judd is hopefully still alive in Las Vegas somewhere. Patrick, uh, Judd's the I only... You talked to him. I talked to him earlier today. He was uh, he was doing just fine. Sounded okay. good. Clear eyed. I don't think he's gotten much trouble yet. Always at the Hard Rock. So uh, he's probably about forty years older than everyone there. It's, uh, it's, it's the, it's the uh, rather young crowd there. I was I stayed out there one year. My roommate was Dark Star. Wow. We were a little over the we were a little over the average age. We went out to see a fight, and uh, wow. we were. We, yeah, it was uh, it was uh, a lot of uh, young ladies from uh, California uh, show up there on the weekend, and I don't think they buy their own drinks. I uh, it doesn't doesn't appear to be the uh, dance club there. The Hard Rock is rather uh, rather young crowd it looked like. So, so where might a, a Judd Zolgad or or Patrick Royce stay when in Vegas? What's more age appropriate, or do you go there to see the young ladies who are there to not buy their own drink? No, no, no that was just. Uh, finding a place for the price, I I don't know. We uh, my wife and I were out there last time we were there. We stayed at the Win, which wasn't bad, or the or the Envoy, which is the partner of the Win. And uh, we've stayed at Mandalay Bay, and uh, you know we've, uh, those those type of places. So anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's a, but I hope Judd is. Uh, I, I don't know. Is he a gambler at all? No, Judd. He gave up. He gave up fantasy sports and sports betting like twenty years ago. Well, I I know he gave up sports betting because he he'd be walking around in a barrel if he didn't do that. <laughs> he was he was, uh, he was uh, you know he was one of those guys that uh, was always on the wrong side. So hey, Pat, what can you? I want to run what? this theory by you because there's okay. you know, we're, we're sitting here. The Twins are fifteen games over five hundred, and they're. They've got they've got a couple months to figure out what they want to do at the trade deadline, and so uh, Bruce Dar Gratterall is lights out at Double A right now, and he's only yes. thrown forty seven innings, and I feel like no one's really talking about like we're talking about what prospects can they trade for a Bumgarner or whatever it may be. I mean, is it possible that this guy could be up with them pitching out of the bullpen? In August, September, October, if they're lucky, How about pitching out of the rotation if uh, if they need a guy, they uh, you know they uh, to me uh, he's yeah he's I, I would he would not be a guy I trade. The Gratterall I wouldn't trade, uh, and uh, and the Kirilov I wouldn't trade or would be my I think they're their two best prospects, and then after that Royce Lewis probably, but. Uh, uh, Gratterall is, uh, I think he's the real deal. He's got a good breaking ball. He doesn't walk that many, and he, you know, he throws 98 when he wants to. I talked to him this year, by the way, uh, this spring. Big personality, nice kid. Uh, and you know what? I had to do it through an interpreter, and he was still funny. <laughs> through an interpreter when we were, it was, it was like late January. I talked to him real early, and we sat out at the picnic table there, and he gave me a lot of chuckles. I like him a lot. I, I think that, uh, they probably keep him there for a little longer, huh? But uh, not put too much stress on him. But I don't think they should. I, I, I think I know what you're getting at. You don't want him to. If you're going to need him a little later, you don't want him to have a hundred innings on the arm. So uh, uh, you know, maybe maybe they could use him in the bullpen. And I, I, I I've always liked the idea of letting the kid break in in the bullpen, and then uh, you know, for a couple innings at a time, and then the next spring you can turn him into a starter again.
I feel like he's probably more useful and more helpful to this team at this point coming out of the bullpen. Pat is as sort of a, a secret weapon who can cover two or three innings for you if you need him to in a crucial spot in a crucial game. I think the best thing that's happened to him in the last week is that Pineda finally pitched a good game for him, don't you? So maybe they don't need another starter yet. I, he's, he's to me, he's been the weak link, and uh, I don't know if he's in physical condition to give him more than four or five innings. But, uh, uh, but yeah, Gratterall is he's definitely the arm to look at in this club because they don't really have one at uh, AAA. I don't think anybody's there. I don't like Gunselby's, even if he's healthy. I just don't think that's I don't think that stuff plays. He doesn't throw enough strikes, and uh, I, I you know, there's no starter down there to to be interested in. But there's no arm to be interested in. But Gratterall, I don't think they're afraid to move a guy up from Double A, are they? These guys, I, no. I think they'll jump up. I think they'll jump up if they have to. Yeah. But uh, they got to, uh, you know, this is a. Uh, we, I was talking today on uh, on the podcast with. Uh, with Manny, uh, this club—they're better than Cleveland. I mean, there's there's no fluke here. They're 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 they are better than Cleveland. They have a much better lineup, and with the Kluber uh, out indefinitely uh, and Clevenger out indefinitely, and Trevor Power actually having trouble lately, I'd still take him in a heartbeat. But uh, they're they're better than Cleveland. Uh, Pat, I believe uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but I believe a few months ago you said Ryan Saunders as the interim coach is one of the biggest jokes in franchise history. Where do you stand now that he's no longer interim? He's full time coach. <laughs> this has to be hilarious. Uh, to I, uh, I was uh, rather uh, uh, shocked that uh, Gerson didn't tell us today that uh, he had to hire him because uh, Glenn Taylor told him to. I thought for sure that's what he'd say instead of. Uh, Instead of the fact that, of course, it had nothing to do with it. Okay, very good. Uh, that's, you know, I don't think he's qualified, but, uh, you know, this is the right way they're going. I like him a lot as a kid. I think he's okay. I don't think he has the presence to be a NBA coach, and the fact that the players like him has uh, got nothing to do with it. As, uh, you know, I'm not sure you want a uh, coach in the NBA that the, the the players are you know going to run all over, and I, I just don't think you'll have any kind of a of a but uh, this I don't think you'll have any kind of a uh, presence with the players. I think they'll do whatever they want to. That's just my opinion. But you're yeah, not buying I'm that this maybe. is that this is a Rosas hire. You think this is from on high from Glenn Taylor? They, you can tell that it was by the list of candidates they interviewed. You can tell that the, what they were doing here, that the, this list of candidates tells you they weren't serious about finding anybody else. Maybe Juwan Howard, I would have looked at hard, but the other guys were just, you know, they made sure they had a list of candidates in which none of them stood out. Uh, you know, if they, brought in, if they bring in, if they put, add Dave Jorger to that list, who are you going to hire? A guy who uh, who did pretty well with Sacramento this year with a bad team, or uh, Ryan Saunders, who's really never had any responsibility with this team until they made him a head coach. So yeah, I would, you know, I want I want at least a lead assistant when I'm <laughs> when I'm hiring somebody. So. See, the hard thing is, like, I would love to sit and and poke at this and argue. I, it, it's it's so hard to say. I I can't say that you're wrong because he's not the most qualified he's one of the most underqualified if you looked at all the resumes of all the coaches in the NBA I also think there's a lot of good things that he brings I think if you're going to try and unlock Andrew Wiggins 
whatever approach he's going to take is probably going to be more effective than the Tom Thibodeau approach that didn't work the last couple of years. But ultimately, Pat, don't you think in basketball and baseball, coaches are much more extensions of front office and systems than they are their own standalone job in 2019? Well, well, basketball, it's, you know, in the NBA, it's who you got. You know, if you, if you got LeBron, I could coach. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, it's uh, right now, I just don't think that, <clears throat> you know, the fact that Cat wants him doesn't. Does that mean Cat's going to give it to us uh, uh, seventy times instead of fifty-five or sixty? Uh, you know, does that mean that uh, these guys are? You know, the the fact that uh, everybody likes him that you know camaraderie only goes so far in the NBA. And then you have to be able to strategize. You have to be able to, uh, you know, they game plan for eighty-two games now. I I just think he's uh, overmatched but uh, and i hate to say this because i'm out there on the almost on the on a branch uh you know that's very unusual for me to be out there on a limb all by myself but uh i i just don't think he's uh you know qualified to be an nba coach and i like him a lot he's a good kid i like him but i just don't think the resume is there and uh you know i think yeah, it's you know the idea that uh, that we went through this big thorough search and we just came back to Ryan Saunders is, is idiotic, and anyone who believes that's a moron. Hey Pat, what's you coming know? up on, on? We got about a minute left here. What's coming up on Roycey on baseball tonight? Well, uh, Manny and I uh, had such a great conversation with Kelly. We actually had to trim it down a little bit for the radio version of the show. That you want you want to hear it on the, both the radio version of the show and then the podcast, which is a little longer. Kelly, fantastic today. Timmy Kirkjian again, and uh, I gave a little. Uh, Manny and I had a little. Uh, having been in Montreal last week, a little Montreal baseball history in there. And of course, you go back to 1994, that season when they were probably going to go to the World Series, and the baseball strike came and pretty well ruined that as a town. So, awesome. as a baseball town. So, anyway, awesome. cool. It's good. All right, we'll talk it's to you great. tomorrow. And uh, Royce on baseball coming up next on Score North. You can also find it as part of the Score North Twin Show. Just search that wherever. You you find podcasts. See you, Pat. All right. See you, Jen. All right. Thanks, Pat. Um, like, here's the thing. I love to fight with Pat on stuff, and that's what our show was for four years but between 2010 and 2014. If his hardline stance is, I think Ryan Saunders is underqualified, it's hard to fight that. Like, it's hard to say, right. no, he is qualified. Wait. I mean, he, he if you stacked up all the resumes of all the coaches, his would be the least qualified. Right. Yeah, you fact. can't. You I can't also, argue with I also that. don't think it's a bad hire. So I guess we'll I guess we'll see. I like it. We don't really know yet, which is basically what you're saying. But yeah, I like the like we were talking yesterday. Check off the boxes. If you don't have the resume, if you don't have the experience, just check off the box. Mackie and Jeb with Rami's edition of First Take is I don't know. What do you think? I don't, I don't really know. know. I guess we'll see. We should just change the name <laughs> of the show to I don't know. I don't know. See you guys tomorrow. Well, Gad, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye. This holiday season. Peloton's got a gift for you. Right now, get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton Shred. Accessories like non-slip grip resistance bands, a heart rate monitor, yoga blocks, and more. Take your workout to the next level with Peloton, motivation that moves you. Hurry, this limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.